NFTs, talk about NFTs. And it looks like Kevin is uh, wearing incredible merch. And he's also surrounded by a, a squad that's really quiet and respectful in the background. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I was I was talking about your merch before I pressed record. Um, you said Andy, although he's creative, innovative, and violently uh, creative uh, in one area, he's like super conservative elsewhere. So, uh, explain, continue. Yes. So, um, do we say welcome to guys who don't know about NFT? We did that, right? <laughs> we did. <laughs> well, uh, okay, okay, and- okay. I'm your co-host, Paul Tran, a creator of Crypto Badger Clan. And then, Kevin, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Kevin Zaw. Um, I am the co-host of Guy Who Don't Know About NFTs. Talk about NFTs. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> you, you, threw it, but, you threw it about, <laughs> but don't worry about uh, it. <laughs> boo. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to say our own title. <laughs> it's okay it's okay that's how little i know <laughs> but anyways um yeah this was uh just to kick it off uh, we were talking about andy win my partner and he uh is very he's very much a risk taker however he's extremely conservative too which is like really funny um because he was supposed to order a lot more merch and he did not very underestimating the power of the NFT community. We sold out of our merch um, and we hope to replenish as soon as possible. But until then, please don't buy it off this crazy secondary market. I have seen what people have put up for our shirts and it is bonkers. Oh my gosh. Um, I can't pull it up, but it was like on eBay where stuff was being sold for like 200 bucks. Uh, stuff like uh, that, yes. Right? Uh, I have seen as high as 500 so far. So it's uh, quite crazy. And please don't do that. Just wait. Uh, just be patient. I promise we'll have more merch. We'll have our online store ready. And we'll be talking to some folks about that later on. Um, and I wanted to show off this incredible founder sweater. This is actually a very rare piece because we didn't mass produce these. It has our ape in the front. And if I could take it off on the back, it's our ape number. And uh, it has Trill Burger on the left arm right here, if you can kind of see it. And it has Belief Burger for the vegan, um, because this is just our food community coming together, creating this amazing concept. Right on. So Trill Burgers is, of course, a partnership with you guys and the, the famous uh, music artist, Bun B. Bun B. <laughs> and then Belief uh, is a collaboration with uh, with. A vegan god, uh, Wally. Also, a couple of entrepreneurs from the Friends House Media, Hug Life Ice Cream, right? And there's just, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that uh, there's a bunch of collaborations happening all in one shot. Yes. Um, in our in our brand, in our companies, we love collaboration. We love doing things with the community. We even operate in a communal manner in business. So we hope to impact the people around us. Right on. Oh, wait, you said it's a founder sweater, so founders get it? Yes. It, is it not, <laughs> not just the creators, but the, like the, the token founders as well? Oh, you know. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have some special surprises for that. Uh, coming soon. Coming soon. Oh, oh Kevin, um, can I play a, music, a video that I saw this morning on Twitter from the Food, the, the food Fighters universe? Yes, we can. Let's okay, play let me, it. <laughs> let me pull it up because it's incredible. Okay. Uh, 
It's a teaser of a teaser. <laughs> I hate you, dude. <laughs> All right, ready? Let's see. Yes. Um, I hope I'm pulling up the right one. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, hopefully the sound's on. There is no sound. There's none? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's see. You have to reshare, and there's a little button on the bottom left that says share sound. All right. So you get out of the share screen. Oh, you okay. go back to the regular screen. Sorry for the technical difficulties, everyone. Oh, newbies, newbies. Yeah. Okay. All good. All good. And then um, go ahead and press share now but on the left corner there's going to be a share with sound button oh, okay. all you have to do is click it all right okay dude i'm such a boomer okay there you go uh-oh <laughs> can you can you still hear me yes you hear something now Yes, everything's good. Okay, cool. <gasps> so cool. Uh oh. So exciting. So exciting. Uh, we purposely made it. Oh, can you hear me? I can. I purposely, we purposely decided to go even more cryptic with what's coming, and uh, we're so excited about it. <laughs> and uh, those who went to the party, they got to see a longer version of that, right? Yes. The, everyone that went to the Food Fighters launch party, they had the full alpha. They got to see the entire trailer. Um, again, the trailer in itself is a teaser, so it's kind of fun to do teasers of teasers. <laughs> yeah, no, but I love the quality of this work, and uh, it's a sign of things to come. Um, but uh, this weekend, uh, what did you do this weekend, Kevin? <laughs> oh, this weekend, we uh, honestly, uh, without sounding so, I know, not to sound braggy, uh, we kind of made history this weekend. I, I feel that way, in, at least for the Web3 world. Um, Born and Hungry launched in Long Beach, California. On April 9th, on Saturday, it was the grand opening. It was open at 12 p.m. The line started at 7 a.m. And honestly, it actually started at 2 a.m., but it was just one guy. <laughs> okay, is there a story behind that 2 a.m. one? I, I remember you were in the friend's house um, talking about that. Yes, yeah, Culinary Crypto. I don't know if he wants to be doxxed or not, so I just want to say Culinary Crypto. Look him up. He's all over social. Um he is one of our members in Food Fighters Universe. He lives very far away, about like two, three hours. And he drove two and a half hours or something like that, or two hours to get to the opening. But he did it the night before because he wanted to make sure he was top 50 to get the free merch. And so, oh, wow. and the merch, honestly, it, it's really rare right now, which is great. Cause we do want to create different types of merch and some of those, uh, opening day ones, um, we kind of wanted to make that special. So that's, it's great that, um, he was able to get one of those for free and, um, 
he was number one, man. So like we gave him the red carpet treatment. We took a bunch of photos and it was great that he was able to come and do that. And, um, yeah, shout out culinary crypto. Uh, we love you. And, um, you know, by him lining up, I'm sure he started that energy early and the second person showed up at seven or actually no six, maybe. And then it just continued on from there. And um, thank you for all the patience to the community too, because the last person in line that waited the longest was about four and a half hours to get their food. So holy cow! And it's not and not. I mean, you guys are you guys were pretty fast on the food, so it's just by sheer we were volume. we were yeah we were cr- a cranking volume. But you know, the last person in line, um, we like talked to them too, like, hey, how come you waited so long? And they said, you know, I was just being a part of the community and having a really good time with the people online. And I was like, that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, so I wanted to make a couple of points. Yes. I got there in typical Andy Kevin fashion. All of your openings tend to be super packed and well-received. And you guys also took care of the people in line. There's like music. Uh, there were, sh- there was shade, uh, for all the folks, uh, sitting down and eating. There's, um, yeah, just live music. And also, uh, one point was what made it innovative, not only because it was the first NFT restaurant, but also you guys were accepting Ethereum and ApeCoin, uh, right? So that's a first ever as well. Uh, you beat Gary yes. B to it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we were the first restaurant to accept Ethereum and ApeCoin. Uh, again, thank you to our development team for that specific project for Augmented Labs. Shout out ODOTS, Nathan. Um, he was able to create, it was amazing. He was able to create that, uh, for us so quickly. And then, uh, just a simple system that we use to capture, um, you know, the payments through wallet. And, um, it was, it was pretty smooth. Definitely not as many people use it, um, as you know, because of the rush of the line and the excitement, but for those that did use it, it was awesome, uh, because, it was on chain buying food, you know, so. <laughs> That's right. And um, I thought it was pretty easy. I mean, I didn't use it, but I saw how it was used. So people would just scan a QR code and their wallet would pop up and they would have an address to send it to. Is that, am I correct? No, there's, there's, two, there's two softwares going on at the same time. So one software by Campus, um, uh, shout out Campus. Uh, they created a token gating software that was really easy to use where you scan the wallet and it shows you which, you know, apes are, we put in the category, we actually programmed it ahead of time to look out for apes, um, mutant apes, kennel club, and just anyone that had a token just to scan. And, um, and that was a token gating system that we created uh, with met uh, with campus. And it was amazing. And um, that was the scanning one that you saw. For the uh, payment by crypto is separate because we didn't want to like uh, mix the technologies there. Um, separately, when you open any wallet browser, meaning if you have a MetaMask wallet, you click on the the menu lines, the tri- triple line, you click it and you go to browser. You just write uh, the URL that we gave you and it would open up a simple two uh, two combos that we were accepting for crypto, which was, you know, combo for vegan meals and combo for uh, the regular meals, uh, which was the vegan meals was called meat and feeding. 
and the uh, the regular meals were called the boring menu. So we we went with that theme, and it was amazing. Yeah, so that those those are the two things. That's how we were doing it. It was very separate. But before we like start, I feel like I always want to like reset us because there's the people that happen to stumble across our uh, channel and starts to listen. I want to be very mindful of those people that are new. We might sound crazy right now because <laughs> we are so like in it, talking about NFT restaurants and whatnot. So I wanted to back up real quick and just mention the fact, let's start all the way at the beginning of why was this restaurant so much hype? Why was there so much hype? And um, Bored, Bored and Hungry Cafe came about when we as an NFT collector bought into a collection called Bored. Oh, no. Um, I think we lost Kevin there. Let's see. All right, you were saying that uh, you guys, as collectors, bought it to the board apes, and then we lost you. Yes, got it. Uh, we as collectors, I feel like my uh, camera also reversed. How oh, interesting! <laughs> oh, weird. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, we as a board ape um, NFT holders. Uh, when you're a board, one of the special things about that collection is shared IP usage. So you could use the look and likeness of the ape that you buy, which is this one right here, 6184. Um, we took our ape and we decided to maximize our IP usage uh, because we have one regular ape and then we have three mutant apes. You can look all this up online. Uh, they're just the name of the collections. And so we showcased what our restaurant group does best, which is IP usage. And we just on that alone of using a community's IP, kind of like we've done in the past with Hello Kitty, with Sanrio Group, with Care Bears, um, with other like Rick and Morty, SpongeBob, uh, things out of Nickelodeon that we've done in the past. Um, it really activates another community into uh, the food community and the local Long Beach community. So it's like three communities just all coming together. And so if you imagine that, that also creates um, a lot of attention and mingling amongst culture, which is awesome. And so just that in itself was, an, was a really awesome thing that we were able to do. Yeah. And the um and just i think you're being humble i think you guys also uh were the first ever to do it there's been a lot of uh board ape users that have uh, used it for retail they've used it for comic books there's one of them building like a music group uh where the artists are the board apes themselves <laughs> which is kind of nutty and but you guys are the very first to ever open it uh use it for the restaurant space and so, uh, again, I, I love that you guys merged, like you said, you guys merged a bunch of different communities and you guys are brilliant because there's no better community than people who share a love for food. And um, so I think this is a perfect bridge where 
Um, you guys are using real life case, which is like restaurants and food and uh, using NFTs in order to merge that community together as well. So, uh, and I think you guys did a great job. And considering the time you guys spent like only, you guys spent like slaved away for 30 days to make it happen. Um, and, and, but at the same time, you guys also used um, brands that already existed uh, that were well-known that, that run a really tight ship when it came to food. Uh, and so it wasn't just all hype and, and uh, just slapping board apes on, on just random food. You guys use like legit food as well. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Paul. You're always so gracious, but yeah, like honestly, um, I don't know why we do this to ourselves <laughs> with the whole 30 day thing. Like, I don't know what's wrong with this, um, but definitely. Yeah. We, it, it was, uh, man, we accepted the challenge and we just, uh, it was, it was really, really awesome. It was, it was so great to, um, Oh, give me one second. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I was like, am I lost? I think I am. Oh, okay. I know where I am. I did get lost there for a second. Okay. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Um, I was like, Oh my God. Okay. And then, so yeah, that's why I wanted to back up and just talk about the awesome IP part of it before we even like move on to anything else. And because um, that's why NFTs, yes, they're digital JPEGs that have a one of one. It's like, why is that so special? Well, the reason why it's special is because of not just like, the, the IP usage that we got to use and, and activate in this new community, it's the utility itself that I was able to even do that, right? It, it, it's not just an image. It's an image with the purpose that gives value. And that's what's really cool. And it's also an image that has a hardcore cult-like following as well that support each other as well. And um, yeah, I, I think you're you're just taking one massive chip off of the skepticism of why oh, there's no real use case. Um, so yeah. you guys are you guys made history this weekend. I got yeah. to I got to go and see see it live in person. So honored. <laughs> yeah, tell me about the experience as like in the eyes of a consumer, I guess, going into it as someone that loves NFTs and also someone that's just like, not try not to like, think of it like, Oh, cause you're a friend obviously, but you know, what did it feel like for that day's experience? I am, I'm just like purely curious what it must've felt like for the receiver. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, there's probably going to be some bias here, but, um, when I, when I approached the restaurant, there was a very long line. Uh, I was, you know, I'm a restaurant owner, so I can, uh, I can speak from that standpoint. And even though there was a long line, there were people who were just smiling, having fun. Um, and again, like I mentioned earlier, the music just gave it cool vibes. Uh, what's cool is that when people go to restaurant openings, uh, they usually take a friend with them. So they're actually just chilling out, having a good time. And it seemed like there were some of your team uh, just walking around, just making sure everybody is okay and having engaging conversations. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, I, I, I guess from a restaurant owner standpoint, I think you guys did, you know, just a great job. You guys have done this 40, 50 times already. So you guys already run a tight ship there. Um, I, I love the fact that it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like one of the, uh, one of the, snobby nft collectors who like 
talk down on people who don't know NFTs or, or they're just too excited about NFTs to where they're just like, it's like plastered all over the place. I think it was like a perfect mix of, hey, this is an approachable restaurant. It's just a really good restaurant in the absence of everything. But we decided to supercharge it by adding in communities uh, to, 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 I guess, to bring other communities in and enjoy the food as well. Uh, and so it was like, you know, I mentioned this in the, in the friend's house discord yesterday. I think you popped in later, but I just mentioned that it was a perfect sprinkle of just like a little bit of education and inspiration about entities, but it wasn't so in your face to where it was like off putting to the normal consumer. So I think you guys did a good job with just making sure normies felt comfortable and they didn't feel stupid being there. Uh, I, I ended up talking to a couple of people who are actually like now asking, I don't even, I'm not even part of your team, but people were asking me about like NFTs and I'm like, well, you gotta, you gotta follow food fighters and join their discord to see what it's all about. But this is a perfect example of what it's like to use digital assets and bring it into the real life space and make it actually usable. So um, I thought the operation was great. I, the food was incredible. I was very shocked. I haven't eaten burgers in so long uh, because of my gout, but I had to try it and I was not disappointed. And um yeah, I mean, it's it's just got all the makings of a typical, profitable, well-loved, well-run restaurant. So, um, yeah, it was a great bridge, good bridge building. Awesome, yeah. And just just for um, for those that don't know Paul Trown outside of, you know, what we do today as a badger, <laughs> <laughs> he is a, a restaurateur and a master franchiser. So the fact that you're saying uh, those things uh, mean quite a lot, so... Uh, thank oh. you so much. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of it's, course. yeah, it's, it was, um, yeah, it's really cool to hear that. Cause like we, you know, we only saw what we saw. Right. Cause like of course. everybody was like in their stations doing their thing. And, you know, we always wonder like how everybody else was kind of like going through the events. And that's a cool visual of like, I think the coolest thing also is like in anything, when two cultures come together of any kind, uh, when they intermingle and educate, uh, it's one of the coolest things ever. And when it comes to working on projects of any kind, regardless of, you know, NFTs or not, I think what's like really amazing for us was like, we thought about all this like months ago, you know, like just imagining and building and dreaming and imagining. And you're like kind of going towards this thing as an entrepreneur and the moment of like immense gratitude where it literally almost brings you to tears because of the sheer emotion of it is that like, it's the moment when people outside of your organization can see it. Like they see what you're doing and they see the vision of what you're doing and they are enjoying the output of your work. And that in itself is like, that service to others in that way of like, oh my goodness, what I imagine to be great is actually like they're receiving it. That amount of gratitude is like literally what I live for, dude. Like it is like <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Or, or the look on their face where they're like, I get it now. And it's like no yeah. better service than to be able to, to, to enlighten that, that, you know, especially with, something as crazy as, as NFTs and web three. Um, so I think this is yeah. a huge win, yeah. huge win on like at least 20 different fronts. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and the this is where the joy of innovation is a different thing. Like people talk about innovation, innovation. Like why is change and innovation so great? Is like when you see it affect someone in real life in a in like a, in a new way, in a positive way, and the electricity behind that is insane. It's just insane. That's your high. That's your drug. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's like, oh, <laughs> give me more. I want more. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just, yeah, it's, it was just so cool. There's so many moments that were like really nice from like really simple moments to funny moments to like innovative moments. And it was just a really good weekend. And I can't wait because this is just step one, right? This was a proof of concept to the rest of what Food Fighters is doing. So very excited. Uh, yeah, and um, I mean, gosh, I. So speaking of food fighters, um, I overheard in the Discord. I don't know if this is alpha, but this is. Uh, you guys are looking at launching mid-May now. Is that the the time frame? Yes, um, May is. It, it got. We pushed it out a little bit because uh, we did not realize how big Born and Hungry would be for us. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to let Born and Hunger breathe a little bit, and we we are now moving the mint date to uh, mid-May, really just because of uh, the extra time that we needed from this concept. And um, we're excited to announce some stuff as we get closer to Mint because there is a reason, there is a very significant reason why we won't Mint after, like it won't like be pushed any further. There's a reason why, so. Okay, so after this recording is done, you'll tell me why, right? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> <laughs> or because if you don't tell me, then it's going to be um, shot out at the wrong direction. So I'm here to save you. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, so funny. So, so you and I, we typically talk about you know news in the NFT space and projects we're excited about, projects maybe we've got into. But I'm pretty. Sh- I mean, am I right in saying that you probably have been so so caught up with bored and hungry that there hasn't been too many um outside intel gatherings or or maybe you can even talk about like little things that might be helpful to collectors and creators uh, during your journey of of uh, doing board eight uh, sorry uh board and hungry and, and food fighters but um a- any news you want to share any cool little things you found out that might be helpful to to the newbies and the normies out there yeah um i think one one thing that i I will absolutely emphasize is um, there's no project too big or small. Um, I've met so many creators and collectors through the last few weeks and everybody's working on something cool. And sometimes it is similar. So don't fear collaboration. Um, Please don't fear it because if we feared collaboration, we wouldn't have pulled off board and hungry as fast as we did. That would have never existed. Um, but we embrace collaboration. And yeah, sometimes it might just be a financial thing where you feel like, oh my God, like all the money is spread so thin. But imagine how far you can go, you know? And it's all about, like, I would really emphasize, please don't focus on short-term gains. Um, I know it's easy to do it. I know we all have bills to pay. I don't know. I don't understand everyone's situation. Right. Um, and sometimes financial needs might trump, you know, the vision of the, the end goal of what you're working on. 
But those are the things that I got to learn and get reminded on is that it's just so important to work with people and collaborate with others. Even, even in these new innovative spaces, I know back in like Silicon Valley tech, tech days, the competition was stiff and it was all competitive NDAs, you know, you can't tell me what nuts and whatever's, um, I would love to get rid of a lot of that with web three. I really would. Um, I see a lot of people doing it the right way and I hope we're louder than the ones that aren't. Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay. Well, that one I have to cut and repurpose on its own, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, but you're right. You are a perfect example of the collaboration thing. Cause yeah, even though we all love Andy uh, behind him, has been an incredible, so for example, everyone who helped with the Board of Hungry thing, let's go through the list. There is a, uh, a cl- um, fashion clothing entrepreneur that was like uh, walking around helping, that's Favai, right? And then there's you, you know, with the, with marketing and, and uh, with restaurants, uh, you know, with what restaurant operations advisory. And then there's Wally, who's from Friends House, who also owns a restaurant, who also does, um, you know, NFT and art media. Uh, we also have Sherm, who flew all the way down from San, San Francisco, San Jose. Uh, he also owns a couple of restaurants and he owns a real estate company. Uh, and uh, we also see Chef Fernando, who also has his own restaurants as well. Um, and, uh, and of course, there was Johnny, um, who owns uh, Hug Life Ice Cream. Uh, he has his own businesses and all these guys are already busy as is, but the community just came together to make sure this happened and happened smoothly. So um, you're right. Like these could all compete or it could just collaborate and, and, yeah. and, uh, and lift and everyone up. And that's the up. crazy part. They could literally compete. All those guys can compete. They really could. And, but they chose not to. And it was uh, even more beautiful seeing so many different uh, cross collaborations of, of community coming together where, you know, it was just a mix of, it, it was, it was, it was really amazing. And it was just really fun to see that. And um, we're just so excited. We're just so excited. What, what is to come from this? And like, you know, there, we've been reached out to by tons of other people. And now it's just more like we want to, the opportunities are great. We're very uh, blessed to have that. We also want to choose the right opportunities to, you know, not only, um, you know, not not only of like best interest of our team, but but really just to have the best interest for the vision of what we're doing too. You know, we don't want to muddle that. Right on. Um, and I also have a question. I mean, I'm not sure if you have the answer to it, but so collaboration is incredible, and I think collaboration beats all sorts of other business strategies. However. Um, uh, how did you guys pull off being able to collaborate without being so diluted? Does that make sense? Like, um, like there's no clear identity when you're trying to do every, you know, when you're trying to throw a bunch of things together at once, it's kind of hard sometimes where you kind of lose the identity or it kind of gets diluted. I think you guys yeah. did a great job. I'm kind of curious to know how you think about that. So I have this thing that I say really often to my team. And I say it over and over again. Um, and it's something that I picked up along the way uh, from my mentors for the past few years. Um, and it's really, I love letting people run in their lanes of excellence. And what I mean by that is 
we genuinely just stay out of each other's way. Like, I let Andy be a celebrity. That is who he is. Like, even if he doesn't admit it, admit it, he's super humble about it. But that dude was born to be a celebrity. And I want him to be. I want him to be the best food celebrity that I know. And by him being that, he's going to shine so bright and he's going to attract the right people in. And for myself, you know, I focus highly on coming up with the right connections and partnerships for marketing and structure of the business itself. And, you know, we allow guys like Philip to logistically source all the things that we need for the project and check on everyone to make sure that they're done and really PM things on the construction side of things and beyond. And we let the chefs curate the menu. We stay out of the kitchen. We don't tell them to add or minus ingredients. Um, we let them choose that. We let Chef Mike and Chef Golda choose their staff. Um, we don't, I mean, we could interview them if they want us to, but we don't. We stay out of the way. You know, Favai was in charge of creating the, the environment that day with the music and the performers and the setup and the security. So we had a bunch of Usos, right? Like that's it, you know? <laughs> and we love, I love island culture. So I, you know, selfishly, you know, I hang out with them a lot, you know, because I just love them. <laughs> and I am a big Asian guy that always dreamed of being born Uso, but, you know, I am Korean. <laughs> Which is a kind of cool uh, merge. Again, that's, uh, that's a cool collaboration too. <laughs> yeah, I get to kind of like, you know, uh, you know, speak my pigeon bra and just kind of fit in, you know, so it's all good. Um, do the Korean hearts and do the Korean hearts. Yeah, right? I do the Korean hearts. So I get to be my own thing, which is nice. And so like, that's, that's really what it is. Is uh, we, we allow people to run in their lanes of excellence and we stay out of the way. Yeah. Beautiful. And I think uh, it kind of, the common denominator is just no ego, right? No ego. Um, everybody does what they do best. Stay out of each other's way. And I, I'd say that actually, I think that probably, it's how my restaurant group does really well too. Like for example, you know, Thomas is my CEO. He runs things, oh, yeah. operates at a high level. I don't question anything on his end. I mean, I ask for feedback, but I, I know at the end of the day, his vote trumps it all when it comes to operations. For me, it's real estate. My other partner is Mar um, is, is finances as well, gives us our reports and um, we stay out of that way as well because we know he, he knows how to operate and advise and direct like large multi-million dollar companies, stuff like that. So I'm with you on that. That's, that's great business advice. Yeah. And it's hard to get there though. So it's okay to mess up along the way. Partnerships are very difficult. It's, um, I honestly think it's in the high nineties that partnerships don't usually work out, you know? Yeah. And so partnerships are diff very difficult. Putting egos aside is very difficult. And, um, but you know what? Um, sometimes, like, if you don't have a super strong role, sitting back and supporting in any way is great, too, right? And so um, it takes time. I, I, honestly, it takes time. For those that are younger that ever watch any of our stuff, you know, uh, patience is something that can only be earned through time. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, I was... I'm, I'm still impatient. I'm a very impatient person to this day. Um, so I have to earn every inch of patience, which sucks. <laughs> and it's hard because 
No, I, I love these conversations because you're always reminding myself and also other people who are trying to get into the space, uh, especially warning the folks that are looking for a short-term gain, is that NFTs is just another way to run a high-level business, right? You still got to run this like a business. You still got to build the team. You still got to operate a high level. The utility is the product and service, and you need to engineer it to where people's lives are better for using it. Um, like all sorts of things. So it, it, all the business rules still apply. And so um, people need to, and I think, I, I think people look all around them and they see a lot of success, you know, projects being sold out and, and all sorts of other things that are so distracting to, to doing important work. Uh, and they don't compare apples to oranges, right? Cause they're seeing like a project like food fighters or Azuki and board apes. And, and they, they're like, how come I'm not that successful? But there's, they, but they've invested a ton of money into the team, a ton, a ton of time to build the community, stuff like that. And they can learn a thing or two. And if they don't want to be that big, then they need to accept that they are going to be a small business, like your local small business, a local small creator who isn't going to have like the large resources behind them, but they can still make an impact in the space, especially being this early. So, um, you know, this is a good reminder that, you know, the business rules still apply. If anything, they matter more and they're on blockchain. So. <laughs> yeah, they do matter more and it's, it's all written in the code, man. And it, it is. <laughs> and you know what? And it moves really, really fast. And I think that's the part that I'm fearful for young creators. I'm fearful for them, but at the same time, I'm hopeful for them that when they, you know, learn those lessons, they, um, you know, um, they grow from it and teach those around them. Um, I never under, I will never ever underestimate the youth because I've met some incredibly talented. Like it's, it boggles my mind and not, not just in their skill, but their level of maturity and thought, like it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. Anyways. Well, that's um, <laughs> that, no, the youth is uh to be honest, the youth are, are, are going to be able to, ex, you know, gonna excel better than we can because they don't have the anchor. They don't have the anchor of deeply rooted, like, you know, we, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think you're old yet. But for me, I think we're like deeply rooted in, in thought patterns and old mindsets that don't apply anymore. It's harder for us to 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 adapt to change than the youth. And so I, I, I want to stay close to the youth and uh learn a thing or two as well yeah i was an 80s baby man i'm not like that <laughs> what I'm year like were you born young. i was i was born in 87, I was born in 87. children children <laughs> gather around hey, man. stories to tell no. hey man when be, if 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 this if this leaks on on, on uh, tiktok they're gonna think i'm a grandpa dude they think people that are born in the late 90s are old and i'm like yeah. You know what? I was born in '82, so I'm. I shouldn't be alive right now. I, I've I've uh, I've lasted past the the age of, of the lifespan. Um, but but all know, joking aside, <laughs> no. Like you know, all the kids born in 2000 are 20, 22 years old, right? What a crazy thought. That is weird, but anyways. <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a mindset. It's a mindset. So, you know, if we're staying young, we're staying, yeah, I, you're probably more, more childlike than a lot of people. I know. Yeah. 
if <laughs> honestly if people don't mention it i do forget like my age <laughs> good that's how you last longer anyway um uh, what was i about to say oh so um before i forget um there was one person who asked a question let's can we do you mind going through an ama yeah cool okay so uh um one uh, one of our fans that actually watches our video our, our shows they asked um what are how do you think about discord um in regards to in, t- in regards to like getting moderators um how do you choose them how if there's compensation that that is is given um what kind of uh i guess what kind of leeway do you what kind of authority do you give them uh this is asking as an nft creator Got it. Um, there's a couple of things because there's different levels of security that you create for Discord. Um, you could have, you know, obviously ultimate, you know, openness of like, you know, high admin level of everything or just uh, enough access to have like a separate chat for like staff. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how we did it with our moderators. And um, and honestly, it's I treat it like a startup scenario and. I treat moderators almost as if like uh, kind of like an intern environment because they're usually starts as fans of your collection that, so they're like, like in a, in a, in a non-digital sense, I think of it like if I had a startup and people came to my door because they are just fans of the products, like how do we start them into the company? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the easiest ways to engage is in like interning. So they have to, prove their worth through merit because I don't know like their long tenured resume or if they even have a resume. Right. Yeah. And so that process is a little difficult. And if you're not a high profile collection, you're like a literally like a grassroots startup uh, of like, just, you know, most collections are like grassroots startups. Right. So you're not going to have the time and resources to do background checks and all that. But you, what you can do like we did was we do have like a, like three person, like quick interview process of like kind of learning about who they are. We give them low level access and they kind of start moderating. And then we monitor them on, you know, their progress and growth with activity in our discord. And some people start outshining others. And that's where we ask them, like, how much do they want to be involved? Do they want to have a more like senior role? Um, And then we start creating like, a little bit of a communication hierarchy. I started using that terminology, by the way, because I don't like saying like this person works under you or above you anymore. I know that sounds like so crazy that I'm saying that because, you know, I was, I was also, you know, come from the uh, time where there's like this, this pyramid of hierarchy, right? All of that stuff. Yeah. That's important, but I just care about the hierarchy for communication purposes. I see one thing I care about. I don't think anyone's better or less done because of your position. It's just, you guys all have different jobs and communication. There is a communication hierarchy, meaning someone will make a decision because that's part of their job to help, you know, make that call because they have the experience to do so. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know, I'm digressing into that whole other topic, but um, no, it's a good mindset mindset to go into it. So it's good. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how we will, would like to treat it. I don't want my moderators to like power trip on the other moderators or whatever either. 
because they have to understand just because you're in this chain of communication, it doesn't mean that you're like above them as a human in any way, right? Like that, that's something that I, I all like, I absolutely hate is when someone goes, Hey man, I'm your boss. It's just like, you shouldn't even have to tell them that. Like, that's like crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, what do you mean, dude? Like, it's just a communication thing. <laughs> Got it. And, and do you have, um, do you have certain moderators for certain roles as well? Like some, one person is only focused on a Phil's coffee. Um, uh, do you have is it is it um mojito um i drink the filtered soul cold brew oh. <laughs> all right um, i i love phil's coffee by the way plug for phil's coffee but, i love the the ambrosia of the gods iced uh, creamy with honey sweetened with honey not sugar um Anyway, uh, the, do you have moderators that do serve, serve certain functions? Like one person manages contests only. Uh, one of them manages like uh, certain time zones because you're like 24 um, seven. Yes. How do, you, so how, do you, we, how do you manage that? Yeah, we're slowly starting to build that out um, now, uh, really, because as we're growing faster, we're starting to realize we need more moderators. Uh, for us, we we also were like on theme. They're fooderators. <laughs> <laughs> Reservation list, uh, food orators. Um, instead of asking yeah, anything, it's order me anything. <laughs> yes, yes. Everything's on theme. Um, but yes, uh, they, they will eventually have specific roles as we get larger because uh, we do want to instill more community activations just on the Discord side. Right now, we're just highly focused on uh, OMAs, which is our version of AMA. Um, because, uh, which is the kind of like interview style, learn more about the project. Cause we're still just trying to bring more newcomers in. And what I've learned about newcomers is that you just need to be consistent and repeat the same environment over and over. So we're going to be very cautious about doing AMAs. So the information level is the same. So everybody doesn't go win mint, win this, win that, you know, so yeah. it's just more like, we're going to keep repeating it. So all the newcomers feel welcome instead of lost, you know? So that's actually something I don't, I, I, I'm super inspired by that. Um, I love how your OMAs have been going. I, I realize that I, I need to do more of that as well for crypto badgers. Um, I believe that, you know, right now there's this huge stigma and this negativity around the typical way that, collections build hype right oh you need to retweet you need to invite two friends and you need to do all this bs um but for me you already know that i love writing and i love podcasting and i love content creation i i would rather just just continually put out more content and this time the the, the amas and the twitter spaces the discord lives will be really helpful in sharing the same content but now engaging with community because i'd rather do that to attract the right community members than all these yeah. folks that are short-term looking for flips and all that stuff. So you guys are inspiring me to focus more on AMAs. So um, thank yeah. you for that. And then I think that's also a really good tip for NFT creators as well. They, they don't have to pay a ton of money to rely on hype. They just create good content that matters and put it out there more often. So I just, yeah. That, for that the, yeah. For the, yeah. For the creators out there that are nervous about, you know, public speaking or, you know, I mean, practice, it helps, but just any type of nervousness about meeting your community, you're building, that's like your community. Like you're building your family. They want to talk to you. 
Like they want to yeah. know who you are. So for those that I really encourage that for any creator, um, please, 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 they they want to meet you, like and let them meet you. You know. Yeah, and Twitter Spaces is like a free free platform. Why why aren't you taking advantage of it, right? Oh, I think I lost yeah. you, Kevin. Oh, there you are. Yeah, Back. Yeah. The reception here always gets a little weird right in this spot. <laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, Am I gone again? You are frozen. Oh. It's okay. The, fro- the, the screen freeze oh, no. g- g- gave you a good look. <laughs> oh, I did? Okay. I'm gonna, let me actually get out of this little spot. No worries, no worries. He's actually in front of one of the thoughts. And I blame his house for the bad reception. <laughs> okay, can um, you hear me now? I can hear you, um, but you're kind of blurry. But it's okay. I, I mean, not, not to worry. I mean, we're actually coming up on our one hour anyway. So I think you dropped an incredible amount of wisdom. Um, you're giving me some work on cutting up and repurposing stuff. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, again, thank you for inspiring me. And again, you, you, you just reminded me that, you know, small creators don't have to, they just need to have like one or two people to hop on Twitter spaces, just have a conversation about the project. And I mean, me, I, I already, I love doing this so much that, I mean, unless it gets overwhelming, um, I'm happy to hop on Twitter spaces and chat about stuff too. And hopefully that, you know, that, what would be powerful for small creators is like for yourself, is having a meet the badgers meetup like virtually and in person it'd be so powerful because some of these small creators what small creators don't realize that you guys are creating like this amazing niche group you guys are together for a reason yeah you know yeah we actually have our first uh uh, we have our first uh, twitter spaces next week so um excited and i think that'll probably open the door to more twitter spaces My, my my dream was is uh, to to do regular Twitter Spaces where, um, you know, there'll be it'll be maybe two three times a week where there'll be a certain topics we chat about um, to maybe jump off of what you and I chat about and uh, also as part of utility. I've actually started getting a ton of questions as my journey as a creator, and I just want to be able to benefit the the holders that you know that are aspiring to create their own collection. There's been a lot of people who are asking about like restaurant business or or um, just small business stuff in general. So I, I I feel like there's a lot of content for Twitter Spaces. So um, a lot more to yeah. come. I, I'll, I'll you know more to come. That's super cool. I love that. That's amazing. I can't wait. Um, actually, so <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Any parting thoughts before we uh, get on out of here? Um. I want, I think this is a pro because we were talking about discord and like moderators and all that. I think um, this is an important part of the, my, I have, I have a, I have a, my secret to creating a good community is the same, no matter what platform it is the same thing that I do. And so these are, these are the parting words today is that I base it off of three things, just three pillars. It's creating an environment, uh, creating it, um, uh, uh, an environment of hospitality, right? An environment of invitation, basically. So creating an environment of invitation, 
uh, giving them opportunities of engagement and finding the right platform to be a part of. And that's it. That's all I do. And so all that means is you, you have to be inviting and, and usually that means everything you do is for the newcomer. Like everything you do is for the newcomer and, and opportunities of engagement means not everybody is extroverted or proactive. So you just have to find ways to have them engage. And that's why, even though the repost tweet thing, it, you know, it can be abused. It's, it is an opportunity to engage because you're giving them something to do, which is great. Um, so utilize that in the right way. And then, and then the last thing is the platform. I mean, Discord and Twitter is what we're using. But again, like it doesn't have to be. It could be Telegram. It could be, you know, maybe it's just a group chat. You know, maybe it's um, multiple of those. Uh, maybe, you know, it's like some older platforms. Maybe it's some newer platforms. Like, I don't know. But creating the, finding the right platform for your community is really important. Yeah. I, think, I think the platform matters less than the fact that you're consistent at it and you do it really well. Um, mm -hmm. there, there, there's, there's no wrong way. And um, going back to your point about retweeting and all that stuff, I, not, not against that. I, I guess I was just talking about in the context of trying to build hype. Um, but yeah, there are oh, things yeah, that yeah. are so... There is, it, it can be abused, which I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what is an example of like something that, that you can help a newcomer you know, get engaged in besides the retweet? Um, is it just you know, every time a new person is welcomed into the community, like you just reach out and say, Hey, what are you all about? It could be that simple. Um, I mean, anything else that, that you could think about that could be a cool idea to get them to share and get them to be more jumped in. I think in our context of NFTs, having proper channels is important. So like, and proper channel activity. So if you're going to create a channel about pets, then somebody should be posting about pets in there all the time you know and like oh, people should care like, about that you know yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like, i mean the, the, like proper channel usage is really important because if there's a channel that no one's using just delete it like it's fine and then yeah. like and then i would create another channel where people do want to engage in maybe it's like sports like i don't know like it all it all depends because like like everyone's going to get really excited about one piece of your collection and then you know if you create channels like smaller chats like that to help people engage in those chats. Like that's super cool. Um, and then, cause Twitter spaces and stages, it's like a really big platform and not everyone's gonna engage in that, but it does have, allow them to come listen to. So I wouldn't shy away from that. I've seen channels do like music rooms. Uh, I've seen channels um, have like events, just like in IRL events throughout like the month, you know, just things like that. Just constant opportunities of like, they have like art competitions competitions in general um have a lot of engagement i've seen channels that have like a reading club <laughs> together you know because there's just people ultimately and they're just hanging out there's this guy in kaiju uh, my buddy is like a hardcore kaiju king and he always plays um uh cs counter-strike and he mm -hmm. always asks the kaijus who wants to play counter-strike and they play counter-strike like once a week together and they do and they live stream it on the Discord so they let people know that they play Counter-Strike together, right? So things like that. I think that's so cool, you know? Yeah, that is way cool. <laughs> uh, I, I love your, um, I love my favorite channel in the Food Fighters one is uh, What You Ate. 
Um, apparently, there's a guy. <laughs> That's like the worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I get so it, hungry. It, it, it's a heated one. It's a heated one, especially because of your themed uh, collection. But I think that's so fun. They get really heated in there. Um, like who, who, who had the better food? Um, they always say Andy wins and they're always trying to strive hard to beat Andy. They're trying to beat you as well. Um, so it's cool. <laughs> Impossible, yeah, uh, but they can try. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're always eating like monstrous amounts of food. It's terrible. <laughs> um okay man well that's that's the one hour um you're obviously driving somewhere probably to a meeting so i'll i'll, I'll cut it off here and uh, i'll see you guys uh, next week i guess yeah awesome thank you guys for joining us thank you for supporting us at born and hungry uh Yay. thank you for loving on nfts and keeping your mind open to learn um i hope these chats are helpful for many or not helpful at all i don't even know <laughs> at the very least just keep doing him at the very least, it's therapy, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll chat more about other collections, we promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, Kevin. Take care, take care man. All right, see you.